Tonight, the role of Jeremy will be played by your live journal. I still exist, you know. Why don't you visit me anymore? On the cover, the kids take a selfie in front of a packed theater venue. The Baroness in a bomber jacket, William in normal street clothes and a hoodie pulled up, surreptitiously looking around, Piero in gaudy but elegant mime wear, and Darren looking absolutely ecstatic, covered head to toe in blossoms. The marquee behind them reads, Tonight Only, Evergreen. Presented by the Infernus Corporation. Issue 16, All Dressed Up. issue 16. So last time you guys had a fun day out in the park. Indeed. Uh, nothing went wrong. <laughs> and everyone is still in a very calm, centered, emotional state. Oh yes. god, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? You ended up with a pretty... Oh no, I ended up horribly. Oh, yeah, you yeah. got like what, four conditions? Yeah, four conditions. Yeah, four yeah. Conditions. sugar pie. Yeah, Ruby <laughs> was not, Ruby was not nice to William. <laughs> no, I think I think the Baroness came out more or less clean. Oh yeah, because um, she clears conditions like they're nothing. <sighs> we could all do that. I got a heart, too. man. Yeah. Right. you just have to ramp up that passion. No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Drink myself into a stupor to clear hopeless. You legitimately yeah, could, that's and the- I am okay with that. Um, I do want to ask because we're gonna flash forward a little bit before we hit the uh, before we hit the intro proper of of this issue, but I do want to kind of revisit the aftermath of uh, fight Ruby in uh, in Simone Park. I want to start uh, with Piero. Great, because last we saw Piero, Piero was being comforted by Darren and just bawling their eyes out. Yeah. Over the next few days. Does Piro change, like, any of their routine? Do they um, take any kind of, like, precautions? What does that look like? I think, actually, they probably feel a little bit of relief. Okay. uh, Because this thing that has been weighing on their shoulders Mm -hmm. for so long is finally, you know, having other people put a hand under and help pick up. Yeah. So so you've you've probably, you've got a little more support now, or at least people know about what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Piero probably in a slightly better state of mind then. Um, or at least... A li- little bit of both. Like, okay. of course they're guilty that their friends got hurt, uh, in an altercation that was ultimately, uh, their fault. <laughs> sure. Uh, but it- it's still nice to have definitive proof that your friends are your friends. And I think that would be very, uh, helpful to Piero. Okay. Cause, cause yeah, they did kind of step up to try and protect you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Meanwhile, uh, I think the other person who got kind of the brunt of at least the physical assault there was Darren. <laughs> so how, how have the last couple of days been for Darren? I think there's going to be a little bit of internal conflict of how her culture addresses situations like this mm-hmm. and how humans address situations like what she was in. And I think she's in with the conflict of wanting to be a good Darren, a good hero, while also being true to her culture, which her culture is a bit more bloodthirsty. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit more uh, black and white than gray area. Darren's bizarre rage comes from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kind of explore that a little bit. What would Darren's culture have 
that response have been? Would it have just been like eviscerate everything in a five mile radius, or are we talking like targeted kind of? I think it's very targeted. I her race is one that is very black and white. There's fit and there doesn't fit. And when there is a rejection of the symbiotic relationship that they have on their planet, it puts at risk all of them. Like, they don't want to have... Individuality is not viewed as an asset. It's viewed as, it's viewed as a danger, as the a threat. That, the nail that sticks up gets beat down. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And while there is, like, it's very nurturing. There, It's all about growth and, and development and becoming the most perfected self you can be it has to be a certain direction you don't grow up you don't grow down you don't go sideways we grow up we're plants (laughs) like we and if you don't fit you don't belong and there is an aggressive and vicious and quick correction okay and i think that's where she comes from is a and i think that's something she's been dealing with conflict wise of earth isn't like that earth is about second chances third chances fourth chances it's about forgiveness it's about Having punishments fit crimes rather than crimes being eliminated. Gotcha. Um, I think that's something she's coming to struggle, internal struggle for herself. Because this was her first time where she had to deal with that conflict. Very, very, uh, which is why she's had these, like, conflicts in the past of, like, she goes from, like, zero to a hundred of, like, (laughs) all right. That's not working. Let's try the old method. <laughs> Let's drop a building on overclock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's like use a beam and like just <laughs> kill a ninja. Like, like problem solved. Right? <laughs> Weeds gone. Like, you're welcome, Earth oh, solved. Oh so, so Darren is probably feeling a little bit conflicted at this point. Yeah. Let's, I guess, then move over to the Baroness. All right. Funny enough. So. Most of your interaction in that fight was, yeah, talking Darren down yeah. out of this, like, berserker rage, um, and then knocking Ruby through a statue. Yes. Uh, which kind of ended that fight. Yeah. I think the aftermath for the Baroness, weirdly enough, would probably be more about that particular interaction with seeing Darren go kind of berserk. Yeah, probably. Uh, for lack of a better word. <laughs> so how have the last few days been uh, for the Baroness, then? Things have been fairly calm mm-hmm. for the Baroness. I'm not sure if uh, if I've seen much of Darren recently. Normally, I don't see Darren as that kind of a <laughs> big crazy threat. And it was it was kind of interesting. Okay, so just, I'm still processing it. Just taking a little bit of space. Yeah. Okay. Because normally that's how I see myself. Okay, so so more like just kind of on your own, or are you hanging out with different groups <clears throat> of people? Uh, you know, street tagging. What you been yeah, up to? Yeah. Uh, there was definitely some street tagging going on. That that's that's how Baroness clears her mind. Okay. I, I think I must have hung out with Static Jock at some point. <laughs> on purpose? Oh. <laughs> uh perhaps not on purpose, but he just happened to be in the same area and Static I didn't Jacques tell him there to go away. Yes. Oh. I think I think the way that works out is like maybe you were like street tagging and static jock came upon you and like looked out, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kept an to, eye out. yeah, kept an eye out to make sure what nobody stumbled dude. across you. Did you return his picnic basket and blanket? Because he provided our meal that day. Those those were probably destroyed because Darren's, oh, no. Darren's berserker rage, again, remember, like, the grass mm. was sharp. That's right. And you know, probably... high-density insects swarming all over the place. Oh, yeah. no, I ripped I, his blanket. Is... I still returned them to him. Oh, it's like in tatters. <laughs> and then he was really sad because his grandmother knitted that blanket. No, oh. static shock! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> William, it's 
again, we're not going to go directly over this, but it has been a while since you've seen Debbie Diabolus. Uh, uh, has. Because right after, because right after you parted after dinner, and she kind of took the one void chime, and uh, you had made arrangements to meet up. Oh, you stood um, her up. That's when you went AWOL, and mm-hmm. things have been a little bit crazy since then. She has since somehow managed to get in communication with you. So I want to try and figure out how this happened. And I magical could be because she does have magic. So she might have just like sent you a magical message somehow. So I think in that case, what a magical message from Debbie Diabolus looks like is probably a bird skeleton. Um, Wow. uh, That speaks in human tongue. Ooh. With a human tongue inside its beak. You know what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I picture this tongue that's way too big. It's oh, way, way too, too big. big. Yeah, yeah, like, and it just flops have, out. You have like this like raven, and then like it opens its mouth and like, oh, just, like this beautiful. tongue flops out. That's beautiful. I had a lit. Marry and... her. This is the perfect woman. <laughs> and via that, she basically says that she would like to talk with you, maybe, you know, exchange some chimes like you had suggested uh, way back when. Or just exchanging chimes, yeah, that's yeah. just a casual thing. Yeah, just a casual yeah, thing yeah. that people Apocalyptic do. Apocalyptic devices. And just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, like prom rings. Um, <laughs> so she ring? What? So she asks if they're... Is that short for promise rings, or do you mean like a ring that you give someone at prom? Yeah, you yes. know, like you're... you're Both? Um, like you, you school ring because yeah. you get those like great oh, big your class, your class oh, your class ring and you like exchange them for prom. Never heard so it you like really? I yes. never had huh. heard of that ever. Yeah. So the yeah. tradition is we're bad high schoolers apparently. Yeah, we yes. were homeschooled. Um. <laughs> Man went to anime school. Yeah, yeah. this is the truth. <laughs> but you, the girl will often wear like the the boys ring because they're own. often too mm-hmm. right. thick on a chain on a necklace. And then the guy, I guess, wears the pr- girls on the pinky, I think, or something like that. Something like, like, it's that. something along those lines. Huh. So, that's why like, prom rings is, I, like, wild. I grew up too poor to have a school ring, so, anyway. Humans uh, confuse me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, the the kind of question is, is there a safe place that you would want to meet Debbie? Or are you just going to kind of blow her off at this point? No, I am very interested in uh, those void chimes and collecting more of them. Yeah, so we should totally meet up. So... We're going to uh, meet up at the food court in the abandoned mall. Okay. Abandoned mall court, food court. Romantic. Uh, God, that was a horrible sentence. Abandoned mall, food court. There you go. Uh, are you bringing anyone else, or is this just William and Debbie? I would assume it's just me. You show up at the abandoned mall, food court. First off, I assume you have gotten yourself a new look by this point, and you are no longer in normal people uh, t-shirt and, and uh, cowboy hat, because you did steal Hex's cowboy hat. I might still be wearing that. Keep the, yeah. yeah, keep the it's, hat. Keep the cowboy hat. Cool. Keep the cowboy hat? All right. And the Might jorts. be part of the new look. <laughs> <laughs> and the jorts, yes. Uh. All your clothes are going to be trophies for enemies. No, I'm point. sure I managed to uh, get at least something vaguely resembling a suit, if not nearly as nice as what I'm used to. Okay, sort of like secondhand kind Hot of. Hot topic mm-hmm. suit. So you show up. Um, this is probably kind of middle of the night. Debbie's already there. She's got a couple of candles lit. Uh, she's got a little picnic basket. She's got a couple of glasses of sparkling orange juice. What? Juice. What? Sparkling orange juice, you heard me. That's something. Um, is it? It is now. Um, <laughs> I'm so I feel confused. personally attacked here. I think sparkling orange juice sounds delicious. It does. It I does sound delicious. Yeah, this I don't, is I your fantasy world, but okay. You know what? Sparkling orange juice is the new hot drink with the kids. Capri Sun sparkling orange juice. Point is, she's got a little meal set out by candlelight. Wow. Oh, good. She is there, 
And funny enough, she is wearing, kind of similar to you, a suit. I'm into it. One of them is going to have to change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hers is white, uh, trimmed in black, with like a big feather kind of in the lapel. Mm. All right. She's dressed to impress. She gets that feather off the uh, bird skeleton. She she nods at you. Oh, wow. good. Nice. That's how you keep bounty yourself. So, I guess we should talk. That would probably be a good idea. Uh, first question, what the hell? <laughs> Things moved very quickly, all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, I had just left you that evening to, like, I don't know, go meet your friends, and suddenly you're betraying all of your dad's allies, and he has really uncomfortable questions for me. Now <laughs> imagine... Yeah, as far as I know, I have no idea what's going on with you, and honestly, that's not too much of a stretch. Yeah, it might be best to keep it that way at this point. Stay pretty minimal on that. I don't feel like I uh, should be telling you much, just because my dad can be very persuasive. Yeah, tell me about it. So how'd that uh, whole thing go, considering uh, he, I told him that you uh, took the Void Chime? Well, I had to give one back to him. Makes sense. And he's got me under pretty tight surveillance. I just kind of managed to slip out tonight. Okay. But I don't know how often I'll be able to do that. So you still have one in a safe place? Yes. Okay. And that leaves Dad with two. two. Yeah. Okay. He has two, you have one, I have one. And as far as I know... There's one still up for grabsies, which is actually why I asked you here tonight. You have a clue where it is. I do. Uh, and she kind of heads over uh, to the basket and takes out a couple of envelopes she hands over to you. I like to take walks, uh, and sometimes, what with being a psychic and all, you pick things up. So, remember way back when Bulletproof robbed uh, a Phoenix building? I vaguely recall the incident. And then your dad's associates tried to kill him? Yup. Because you stopped him from stealing something? Yeah. I think I know what you stopped him from stealing. Okay. So it's... It was in that vault? That's what I think. What happened to that vault after? Well, that's a good question. I don't really know. But the vault belonged to Phoenix. And you, and she points at your watch, have more connections there than I do. That is true. And aside from that, is this just a... Uh, is there anything else that you want to press Debbie for, first off? Do you think... or um, How much do you think Dad suspects that you have? Does he know that you have another shine? She kind of fidgets with like her suit a little bit. Well, I certainly hope not, because if he does, I'm in a lot of trouble. You're in a lot of trouble regardless. Yeah, I usually am. This is somewhat more than... So the question is, do you feel safe enough keeping that, or do you want to tell me where it is so I can retrieve it and you don't know where it is? Um, are you trying to get her to agree to doing that, or are you just asking her? I'm just going to ask her. Okay. I think it's safe where it is right now, and I don't want to concentrate too many of them in any one place in case anything happens to either of us. I suppose that's fair. Okay. I guess I will look more into Phoenix and see if I can figure out if they have a void chime and where I can hide it, since Dad apparently knows where that one is. At that point, I think dinner, small talk, uh, are you actually going to hang out with Debbie? 
Well, you sure. Just, okay. I owe her that much. <laughs> she can tell me all of the school gossip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, there has been a lot of talk going around since you left, and uh, she tells you that your dad at this point made an announcement that he's offering a reward for you. Several kids have already tried to claim this. Um, apparently, someone saw you in Simone Park a few days ago. <sighs> Ridiculous. I would never be somewhere that public. <laughs> um, Definitely not in jorts. And yeah, that's that's how the rest of that evening goes. So let's move on at that point. A couple of days down the line, way back in the way back when everyone went to the museum and Darren had a Taco Bell meeting with uh, Todd Roman. Mm, yes. Todd mentioned that he and his bro cycles were going to be working stage for Evergreen, who is a plant-based uh, musician. <laughs> Uh, he's kind of like if David Bowie was a plant person. Roman mentioned that he had wanted to pass along some tickets to Piro, and what with you being the closest thing to Piro, we are closing on the date of said concert, and Darren has four, count them, four tickets. Four tickets. These are, in fact, backstage passes. Wow. So the question here is, as we are getting closer to this, I assume Darren is probably wanting to go to this thing. Very, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Is Darren going to use these tickets for their intended purpose, which is to get at least Piro to this concert? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if so, where are those other two tickets? Are you going to invite your other teammates, or are you going to bring someone else? Well, I wasn't really invited. I was told to give the tickets to Piro, That's correct? True. That's so true. So I think that would be my like thing, but my plan <laughs> in my mind is... Can I please come? <laughs> of course. So I'm gonna give. But I'll leave the other t- tickets to choose. I am just over like I am over the moon. Like, but so I'm gonna give you the tickets and right. and give you all four. But then get one handed back immediately. And then like I I have like a daisy like flower <laughs> like on my pointy finger like can I, can I have one? <laughs> In exchange. Yeah, give one to Piro. Piro, may I please have a ticket? Of course. Piro's Okay, so again, I guess then this question is directed to Piro. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with those other two tickets? Uh, I think that seeing how excited Darren is, mm-hmm. uh, I would want to invite the Baroness and also extend the invite to William because we are a team. And I okay. think that Darren would really appreciate having everyone at the concert. Oh my gosh. Okay. In, in turn, are both of you taking these tickets? Are you going to go to this uh, to this concert? I think I will go. Okay. Just to just to see what it's like. Sure. And how about William? William needs gonna need a better disguise. We could have a uh, William disguise montage. Yeah. That. Uh that's fine. As far as disguises go. Yes. Can would it be possible for uh William to go talk to Horace and see if there's some <laughs> sort of more effective magical disguise? I was gonna say magical clothing rather okay. than this. Terrible boat hat. Yeah, no, I like, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay, so I'm still wearing the cowboy hat. That's fine. I like but... the jorts. So I guess at this point, um, it is worth noting how you get in contact with Horace. So obviously, Horace is not letting you live with her, but she is willing to kind of teach you a few things. Horace's uh, sanctuary, her domain, is not in one physical location. So when when Tony Rex took you there, he kind of wandered aimlessly for a while, occasionally looking at landmarks. And that's actually how you find Horus. You have to look for three specific landmarks. You have to find the moon in the day sky. You have to find a bird of prey. And you have to find the sun uh, behind a reflection. And these these can be very, very subjective. In the three, in that order? 
just all three of those things. Okay. And when you in find one location, or just you wander until you, you see just wander one, until wander you, again, yeah, wander again. Exactly. And... Yep. You wander until you find each of those. So you can only see her during the daytime. Not necessarily. It could take you a while to find. Not the necessarily. Sun behind your reflection. So you're, if, if you I see, see a painting. Yeah, because if you're walking down the street in the middle of the night and you see, uh, you know, a TV monitor and it's showing the day sky and you see the moon, or you see someone named Moon, ah, it can be very, very like esoteric. Okay. So you just have to find those three things, and when you find the third one, the next door you see is Horace. So it takes you a while to find her. Um, Fair enough. Uh, just to clarify the previous point, I will yes. go ahead and accept said ticket and say I will attend, but I. It is a goal to find uh, mm-hmm. a better method of disguise. You're removing all the fun out of dressing you. There's only <laughs> so much humiliation that William can take. It's okay. We'll do a dress-up montage for someone else. All right. You come across Horace's sanctuary. And again, is this a thing where William is taking anyone with him, or is he just kind of going all, all on his own? Uh, I mean, uh, Pira wants to come along while we're finding, finding yeah. Horace. Again. Well, I, I, I would really enjoy the chance to uh, bother Horace again. Okay. And you two are living together at this point. Yeah, uh, so you can't stop me. The, the, the door you come to after the third sign is to a jeweler's shop, which appears to be closed for renovations at this point. You notice that it's always a door that doesn't have anyone behind it. You knock... There's a little bit of a wait. There's a couple of crashes. There's what sounds like a little bit of an explosion. The door opens. Uh, Horace's hair is lightly on fire. Uh, she kind of pats it out and looks very disgruntled at you. This is really bad timing, guys. Okay. Uh, what's going on there? Let's not talk about that. What do you need? I mean, nothing super important. I'm just basically a wanted man in this city and was hoping you could uh, give me some clues for how to disguise myself a little better than... Have you tried a fake mustache and glasses? That's what I'm kind of trying to avoid at this point. Right. Uh, You know, most superheroes who don't want people to know who they are wear a mask? To be fair, walking around the city masked is probably not as suspicious as uh, it might be in some other cities. But that said... I feel like I still might draw more attention to myself than I would like. Right. And she looks over at Pierre. Why did you bring uh, Kersey McCursherton? Right, come on in. And she opens the door. And you can see the uh, the sanctuary is in kind of a a rougher state than you're used to seeing it. Um, What little furniture there is is kind of overturned or in splinters. The big pile of gold with the artifacts sticking out of it is slightly smaller. There is a fire in the fireplace. There didn't used to be a fireplace, I don't think. If, so, if not, either way, there's one now. Do you want people to not know you're there, or do you want to look like someone else? The latter. The latter. Right. Who do you want to look like? Um, I suppose if it has to be specific, then I'd pick a random person off the street to be most effective. Cool. And she goes over to the big pile and starts kind of rummaging around in it. She comes back with a coin. She looks at it. All right. Here's the deal. Nothing for free. Fair enough. Find a random person on the street, give them this coin, and you're going to steal their appearance. Now, fair warning, they're going to steal yours. So whatever trouble you have based on what you look like, and she hands the coin over to you, is uh, is theirs now. Interesting. All right. Here's what you're going to owe me for this. You might have remembered that I have a demon trapped in a roll of film, and Tony still owes me use of his drive-in projector. So I need to go get the uh, projector from Tony? Oh, no. We're doing this at the theater. This thing's big. 
Well, I am. I do have experience with demons. I'm going to call on you in a little bit, and I'm going to need a couple people. Do you want people that are effective, or will my general team do? You know, I've only met one member of your general team. I would I would like to go one on record saying bear. that's offensive. I'm offended. Piero is offended. Does that shift your labels? That Piero? hurts my feelings. I think, you know, I think I think actually if that works, that's I probably agree. gonna shift that your was labels. Hurtful. Yeah, no, I'm not even there. No, no, that's, <laughs> I'm the because, least effective of the team. Well no, because so. here's the thing. Does William have influence over you? Yes. Okay, so William just said that you're probably not an effective teammate. That hurts. Team member. I'm hurt. How does that shift Piero's labels? I think they rude remarks. I think, I think mundane up, probably. And superior down. Either superior or, like, danger, I'd say. What, do you, yeah. what would you think, William? Based on the uh, statement, you would definitely imply uh, danger down, I would think. Okay. So mundane up, danger down? Are you going, are you going to accept that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it, was, it was danger down and mundane up. Yes, danger down, mundane up. And at that point, Horace sits down. I'm going to need a minute. Are the two of you done here? suppose I got what I came here for. I would like to do one small little dance. Just, <laughs> just for I think days. we're both done here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're both done here. Um, how will you contact me for that favor? You'll know. Fair enough. And the door just opens all on its own. Okay. Wait, you never answered uh, who she wants. Does she want? She didn't answer. Oh. <laughs> I'll bring a giant bear. So and the plant alien person too. Can I smack his head? Can I like just smack Aliens him on the head while we were That's fair. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Hero. Share your yeah, thoughts. I think that's fair. Wait. Also, I'm clearing angry for that. No, that's legit. If I'm yeah. shifting a label. You, you I'm did. totally. You did. I think, I think you hurt Hero's feelings. I think, I think that works. I totally did. Mm-hmm. It did hurt. It, did it hurt really did. I'm one single tear. <laughs> Mime tear. Mime tear. Like, now, now they're now. So I we get home. Teardrop. We get. I, I rush into the bathroom. I, I bust out the eyeliner and I draw one single tear and then I just follow William around for the rest of the day. So golf. I feel yes. better having done that since I got something. Oh, badass. Like <laughs> I like it. I love it. Is there anything anyone needs to do before this concert? <laughs> yes. I want to bloom into flowers to prepare myself. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to ask what everyone's wearing. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know William had to find a random person. So, or at least you have this coin. You have the yeah. option. You have the coin. You have an Do option. I help you with that? That's such an interesting item. That's a good yeah. idea. Piero could help. Because it is Piro kind. Piero could take your appearance. Yes. It is kind of a dick move. You could. You could switch appearances. Would we? Appearances. Would. <laughs> would we have our same power? Like we would have our same powers. Yeah. It's just, you just we look, look different. different. You just look different. Okay. Question: Is this coin? Uh, if I give a coin, the coin away to a random stranger. Uh-huh. Because that takes my appearance. Uh-huh. Is this a one-time magic item? That is a great question. She didn't say. She did not say. <laughs> How long does it last? Ooh. Also a great Ooh, question. Didn't she didn't say. <laughs> Do you want to maybe try and figure that out? I, Wait, that can would... we... Can I ask my sanctuary? Yeah. You can try and use your sanctuary because your sanctuary does, is an advisor. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Sure. Because there's a couple of ways we could do this. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't for... exactly have an identify spell. So you're going to go straight to the sanctuary then? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, that's... So, you're using your sanctuary. What all do you want to know about this coin before we figure out what it's going to cost you? Um, that's, that's up to you. Like, that's a question that you need to answer. I would like to know some of the answers to the questions that I just asked. Okay, so, like, how is it permanent? How long does it last? Yeah, um, is it any... multi-use? Wait, hang on. Like, let me write okay. this down. Can I, can I, if I, can we use it multiple times so we just, like, pass the coin back and forth? Because that would be sweet as a team item. Okay. So, here's what I'll say. I think... 
First, you're going to have to promise to bring your mask to the concert. Something you might not have thought about before. Ah, I mean, I, I, but Piro is someone who carries all of their items on yes, them. So yes. that's not really all that deep. Uh, I think since both you and William are involved here, uh, saying that you'll need help from someone, you already get in that. And the best you can do is going to be kind of a lesser unreliable version of this. You can ask one question. Mm, okay, which one's more important? So, unless you want to burn and bright that. Nope, no way. Not burn and bright. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. I guess this this is kind of the same question. Is it permanent or is it single use? That's what, that's the main thing that you want to know. How, what is the general parameters of this? Well, basically what I'm saying is how long does it last and how many times can I use it might be, those are two different questions. I think asking it if it's permanent is a pretty good compromise for both of those. That's kind of asking. I don't know, I feel like we're going to get both pieces of information here regardless. Well, that we're, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you got to pick one. I'm all about like <laughs> trying Kira's to ask, not going to mark that doom track. Like, no way, I'm not marking the doom track, buddy. <laughs> I'm all about trying to trick the DM into giving me more information, but I I don't feel like that's going to happen here regardless of how tricky I try and be. So, <laughs> so which of those questions do you want to ask? I'm more concerned with knowing if it is if it can be used more than once. So the answer you'll get there is that it can, but... Wait, do the Clarence voice. Do I'm sorry. Mask voice. Thank <clears throat> okay. You. His name is not Clarence. It's something else. That's fine. Let's, let's then do this right here on the page. I think this is probably the first time you've seen the sanctuary in action. No, he saw the That's uh, healing equipment. That's true. You did see it used as healing, but you just saw Piro put it on a swarm of bees and it absorbed the energy. Mm. At this point, it floats in the middle of the room. The Wait, light... Wait, can I, can I, can I suggest yeah. something? Yeah, I think it would be really fun if it came out of Pira's mouth. I think that would be mask. really, really cool. If it, like, speaks through you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm I agree. With that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm really fine with that. So, I think at that point, then, it kind of floats in front of your face a little mm-hmm. bit. And there's, like, a different font for yeah. the text. Yeah. You ask if you can use it multiple times. There's a little bit of a pause. Uh, Piro reaches out, and there's this kind of, like blue after image around their hand as they touch this coin. Um, nothing happens because they're not quite touching it. It's like the afterglow is holding the coin. And you hear, it can be used multiple times, but you will have to pay it something each time. So many prices in magic. Nothing for free. And then the mask falls to the ground. I catch it. Okay, yeah, you catch it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So you still don't know how long it's going to last, but you know that you can use it multiple times. You'll just have to pay something each time. So that leads us back to then that to that question of what everyone is wearing to this concert. And we'll get to William last, because I think I want to give you a little bit of time to, to think about this. This is being held in the Taylor Stadium. It is usually used for uh, arena hockey matches. So it's kind of an indoor venue, but it does have a dome roof that can open. You guys are arriving probably a little bit early, uh, since you've got some backstage passes. So let's start with the Baroness here. Yeah. What is the Baroness wearing to this concert? I I don't know concert etiquette, so I feel like I'm just wearing my uh, my normal little uh, leather bear jacket. Okay. Now we know you have multiple jackets. This is true. So which jacket is this? Is this like punk jacket with spikes, or is this like bomber jacket? <laughs> <laughs> the Baroness definitely has both of those jackets. Yes, and probably uh, more. I mean, probably. I I feel like. I would not wear the punk jacket. That's that's associated with my past a little bit too okay, much. Okay, sure. I sure. feel like it's closer to the bomber jacket. Does it have like a patch or a label or anything on it? Ooh. I just want to get a good visual. Yeah. 
I think it had it does have like a patch on the shoulder mm-hmm. of like something really, really random. Maybe just like a banana. Okay. No, I like it. Banana jacket. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, let's move on then to Piro. Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. What is Piro wearing to the concert? So uh, I'm thinking like French mime. Okay. So it's, it's like a puffy shirt with like some sort of like leotard under it. Okay. And like some ruffles. I like it. And again, full mime face. With Obviously. Single tear. Because <laughs> that hurt never goes away. Okay. <laughs> I just want to hug that's, you. That's a, good, that's a good look. I like Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Darren. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is Darren wearing? All right. Darren. <laughs> Darren is wearing a, um, not wearing much of anything. I think it would just be an eruption of flowers. Okay. Like a true, like, fountain of flowers. Like, all, like, vines, like, coming off her elbow and, like, off of her waist and mm-hmm. off her shoulders and everything. And I think I would try to, like, do what I see in, like, movies where they have, like, punk outfits and the flowers in the shape of a mohawk on top yes. of my head. Nice. I like it. Yeah. What nice. color? Oh, everything. Like, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like fuchsia colors. and purple and Perfect. yellow. So it's like, also like warmish colors. Yeah, and they're all like, there's tons of pollen like puffing off because <laughs> I'm like so excited. Some of the stagehands are having horrible... A horrible allergies. It's a bad day. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get over to William. Did you find some poor schlub to change identities with? I am hesitant to give the coin away to someone random, mm-hmm. knowing that I can potentially use this more than once. Mm-hmm. Seems too valuable to just pawn off on someone. <laughs> sure. So, before the concert, I'm going to scout out said stadium okay, and find a back closet or something to that effect and familiarize myself with it. Okay. That way I can teleport in and get backstage without... Uh, I have my ticket still, as I proof, yeah. but without uh, showing my face in a lot of the crowd or on the street too much. Okay. I think that's easy enough to do for you. I'm not going to make mm-hmm. your roll for that. Back to the what are you wearing question, though. Trashy goth cowboy. Trashy goth cowboy. <laughs> cowboy hat probably is going to stand out too much. We're going to go with, we're just going to keep this simple, probably just uh, jeans and a hoodie with the hood up. No, I think that's, I think that's. A good low impact sort of look there, yeah. and easy enough to. He's come getting across. slightly better at figuring out what commoners wear. Yeah, <laughs> like we we've passed your chrysalis moment where you just have no idea how clothes work. So <laughs> you really got dressed up for that Debbie Diopolis date, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, wow. Wow. yeah, yeah. Dressed to impress. Wow. So you're all backstage, and you're kind of milling around with a couple of other people, and I want to give you a couple of those people. When you come in, you can tell that there is something going on. There are a lot of city officials. There are a lot more guards than you would expect to be here. Again, this is kind of an international rock star, so you would expect some form of security, but this is probably a little much even for that. And you notice that a lot of them are wearing, like, Apex City Police Department uniforms. Is anyone going to try and look into that a little bit, or are you just going to kind of go with it? I think I am going to look into it. Okay. I know enough about how, how police work to find this a little suspicious. That's true. I would not be looking into this. I would be yes. distracted and very single-minded. Uh, there are posters everywhere, by the way, for Evergreen, and uh, this is his new album tour. What is his album's name? Floriform. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, what are you doing, the Baroness? Uh, how specifically are you going to go about this? Are you just going to um, ask people? Or... The Baroness is fairly direct, yeah. I believe. Um, she's going to walk up to the most official-looking person she can find 
and just ask flat out, Hey, there seems, seems like there's a lot of cops here. Why? <laughs> uh, okay. There is a young South Asian lady in a very uh, severe kind of white pencil skirt, um, suit top kind of combo. Mm-hmm. And she's got a clipboard. Obviously. And seems to be um, very intent on directing traffic. So when you roll up and ask what's going on, uh, she asks uh, to see your badge, even though you're probably the only <laughs> cyber bear here. <laughs> Uh huh. Um, I show her my Kobe badge. Oh, I have a VIP ticket. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you got a you got a backstage ticket here. Okay, I'll, I'll show her that. Okay, and she says that uh, the waiting room is down that hall on your left, and she kind of like tries to wave you off a little bit to clear mm-hmm. traffic because you're big. You're in the middle of the way. Yes, I yeah. am. I, I kind of like cock my head like. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question I was asking. Okay. Um, yeah, but why are there so many police here? Gotcha. Okay, I think at this point I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you roll to provoke someone. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Seven. Nice. Plus zero. Okay. Plus I have no powers that affect provoke. You have no conditions that would affect that, right? Oh, I probably do. Guilty. So that yeah, that makes that makes sense. Okay, that's a five. Alright. She takes a breath, kind of composes herself. There is someone very important here that we are trying to keep safe. You blocking traffic does not help in that regard. Now, if you don't mind, the waiting room is that way. Someone will be with you shortly. <laughs> okay, I fully understand that she's, she's condescending to me. Yes, she okay. absolutely is. Is, is I... that shifting labels? You know what? Yes, you're right. Thank That's you. true. Thank she is an adult. That out. Yes. She is shifting your label. She's moving your superior down. Mm-hmm. And I think you're danger. danger up, yeah, yeah, I think danger up because you are probably actively endangering someone. Yeah, I am going to reject that influence hardcore. Okay, go ahead and reject that influence. Any modifiers on that one? That is just a straight up roll. Unless you think there's insecure if you have that. Yes, I do. But I failed horribly anyways. Nice. It hits me hard. It does. I've never successfully rejected influence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you are going to... Potential. Yes, you do. You are going to... Twice in a row. You are going to mark a condition. Okay. uh, Because that's how that happens. Yes. And then I will shift your labels. And I think it's still superior down, but... Probably mundane up in this case. Superior down, mundane up. Yeah. And that will make me hopeless. Okay. (laughs) So many conditions. Yep, I got a lot of conditions. All right. Meanwhile, while the Baroness is out here uh, kind of harassing an aide, um, are the rest of you just in kind of your waiting room waiting for, for things to happen? Or are you doing anything in particular? I think I'd be in the waiting room and like my my hands and my tendrils are like so excited they're coming and sap and it's like starting to stick to things. <laughs> It's <laughs> like the sweaty palms. Yeah, like sweaty palms only hit saps. Oh, that's awesome. So sticky. I think I'm trying yeah. to uh, unstick Darren from things. Yes. I like that. Yeah. So like, there's a poster of Evergreen and Darren has like lightly touched it and now you're like trying to like tear yeah. her hand off the, the poster. There's like beads of it. sap like all down my forehead uh-huh. and I'm just like so excited. And I'm like, hold yes. it together, girl. I like it. I like it. And how about William? William is following at a safe distance and watching this entire scene going, okay. <laughs> okay. She is very excited about this. So the room you find yourself in is relatively large. Um, there's big kind of like a wraparound couches around two of the corners. There's a little table with, you know, like drinks and snacks and that kind of stuff. I'd definitely take as many snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Shove them into your hoodie. Yes. At this point. <laughs> 
So you've got like pockets full of Ritz crackers and uh, Oreos. Well, probably some Capri Sun fruit pouches. Gummy those, bears, uh, but no green gummy bears. None of those gummy uh, bears. peanut butter cracker things. Yeah, none of those. Peanut peanut no, <laughs> she, the cheese. It's the cheese crackers. Yeah, okay, those are fun. Yeah. Young white guy uh, with a buzz cut, uh, dyed pink. Nice. Uh, enter, me for a second. <laughs> enters your enters your room. He's got a stage badge on, just like big prominent badge that says stage. And he looks over as all bro cycles sound like this. Oh, and he like points at Piro. You made it. Todd's gonna be just jazzed. Uh, and he looks over at Piro. Wait, what was the word he used? Jazzed. Oh, I heard chaz. I also heard chaz. Yeah, I heard, I heard jazzed. Todd Roman's gonna be chazzed. No, that's what he said. That's, that, was, that was what he said. Now, yes. So here's how it works. We got you guys wing seats, so you're you're gonna have kind of like a right on stage experience. Uh, you're just gonna be off to the side. There is a little bit of a uh, of a thing happening before this. Apparently, there's a new children's uh, wing being added onto the hospital. Mayor Dow is here. Uh, speaking of which, Mayor <laughs> Apex City. Brief, oh, pa- no. brief pause. Yeah. Uh, her name is Lynn Dow. She's about a 50 year old <clears throat> Vietnamese woman, and she is pretty well liked. She's very progressive, but she does have some detractors who say that she's kind of in the corporate pocket. And she's going to be introducing uh, a speaker to kind of intro this. Uh, I think his name is Eric. Uh, Eric and Furnace. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah. So you guys are gonna kind of be off in the in the in the side while that happens. Uh, we'll get everyone in the same motor pool. So if you want to get the mayor's autograph, now's a great time. Is there anything else that uh, that I can do for you? Do you guys need any like specific drinks or anything like that? I would like water. <laughs> and you can have that poster. Those are those are just you can have that one. That's, That's fine. good because I can't get it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then after the show, uh, we're gonna have a little meet and greet with Evergreen. And some of the band members, if you have anything you want them to sign, like that poster, you know, uh, that's cool. Uh, so I'll be back in like five minutes to get you guys and just stay frosty. And he takes himself back out of the room. Are we alone? You are alone now. Switch with me. It's tempting. I can't talk. Yeah, are you but... talking? You're talking right now, though. Well, no, well, well, I'm talking as a character to... You know, not as a not as a character, as a player. I'm oh, talking as okay. a player to. to so what is what is Kira doing in character? Uh, waving their arms around and uh, miming flipping a coin. Okay. Your father literally cannot get any information out of me. <laughs> like I, I cannot speak. That is true. I mean, you can. But... I can, but it, I can easily act like I can't. You will stay close to me. <laughs> if okay. necessary, I can slip you the coin and we can swap real quick. Okay, so the Baroness at this point heads back into the room. Uh-huh. I'm or assuming I unless the unless you were way funnier. <laughs> so yeah, I just head back into the room. Okay. Although I don't know what I look like right now. You look like a bear in a bomber jacket. Yeah, I, I switched forms. Oh right, I'm sorry. We haven't described that yet. Yeah, so I don't know what I look like. <laughs> okay. So towards the end of last session, you switched out of Puma and into Eagle. Yes. What this looks Ha-ha! like. So those claws that you had in Puma mode have retracted. Uh-huh. You are still, uh, you know, you're not rhino big anymore. Right. You haven't changed size at this point. Okay. But all of your cybernetic parts have become leafed as if they're feathers. Okay. Ooh. So it's just kind of uh, segmented into little leaves. You're much more um, acrobatic in this particular okay. form. And your cyber eye is way more acute. You can see okay. things that you could not. Is it bare? It, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's grown a little bit. Okay. More importantly, you have a connection to something that you didn't before. When uh-huh. you switched into eagle mode, you had a little pop-up with the Armager logo that said connecting, and you are now connected to their satellite database. Ooh. Ooh. Now, this is a one-way connection, so 
It feeds you information. Right. Uh, whether or not you want to try and do anything else with that is up to you. But okay. that's but that's what you look like at this point. I just wanted to clear that out in my head so Sorry. I don't make sure I don't have like wings or anything. No, no you, don't, you don't have wings. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty well put down by that that random lady, and I'm I'm walking back kind of dejected. Okay. So the Baroness, looking a little bit dejected, heads back into your room. You've got about five minutes before the stagehand comes back to get you. I'm going to take a moment to uh, explain what this coin does to everyone, in case I need to randomly pass it to one of the others. Okay. Can I use this instance to been reading the files on this new supernatural phenomenon that I have just encountered? Sure. To see if... Uh, Armager has any information? Yeah, go for it. Nice. I'd like to try this. Yeah, go for it. Low chance of it working, but you never know. Okay, that's a nine. And that puts you at what, four on your Armager track? Yes. Nice. So that's a nine? Well, it's a nine minus three. So that's a six. It's a six. It's a six. Is that a success? Six is a fail. Okay, six is a fail. But we started a new session. That's true. You have one team team in the pool. That's true. So I think if William wants to use that team because he did just tell you what the coin does. That's true. That could... Do you want to use that team for that? All the information about... If I'm going to use this thing, I want to know more about it. All right, let's do it. All right. So that's that team out of the pool. So that doesn't count as a failure, correct? Yes, that is a success now. Good. All right, so go ahead and read out Ben reading the files. All right. When you first encounter an important superpowered phenomenon, my call, Mark Armager and Roll Plus Superior. On a hit, tell the team one important detail that you've learned from your studies. The GM will tell you what, if anything, seems different from what you remember. On a 10 plus, less, I can ask a follow-up question and the GM must answer it honestly. Yep. So basically you're going to tell me one thing about this coin and then I'll right. tell you if anything is different. What did the mask say? It said that we can use it... You can use it multiple times, multiple but you times. have to pay a price. Yes. Right. So I was thinking I might say what the cost is. Yes, go for it. Mitigate that for us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It could be different from what I remember, though. It could be. It but could it's, be. it's always going to be in that same vein. I'll let yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just allows you to control the narrative. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah it lets you cool. add things in. It's a good move. Yeah. So what, what would be a really interesting price for that coin? Something not too bad. <laughs> what if it was like, like you keep your height, like the same height? As the original person. That's a requirement. That's not a price. Yeah. That's a limitation. Yeah. I mean, and again, you could do that too. You could. Yeah, I you can. You can set limitations. You can. On yeah. You can point. say whatever you want about this coin right now, and I'll tell you. Uh, just, right. My thought was something along the lines of: after you switch back from the person, you you sort of have a limited telepathy with them. So like it, it forms a link between you and the person you switch with, so you can sort of read each other's minds. Okay. So so that limited. Would, Limited. That, that would be more of a, an extra feature, but I'm fine with that. It sounds like a price to me. I mean... It, it, I think it could be a price in certain... Depends on who you switch with, I guess. So that person that you switched with probably knows where you're at. There could be some additional price that's related no, actually, to no, the fact I, that you I like swap. That. The person that you switched with is probably more able to find you. Yes. They probably know what you're thinking. Yes. I would, I would say what was different in that case is that it does not go both ways. If the person oh. that you switched with knows... Because you did a thing to them. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I like that as a price. Okay. That's good. Yeah. No, I like that. Okay. All right. That was. A f- I wanted to use that so be very and take your privacy. Yeah. Yes. Who <laughs> gives this coin to the other? Yes. Yes. Because but you're gonna is... you're gonna have to give that coin to anyone. So yes. it's going to be. I mean, your like whoever you give this to. But if I like, I guess. It's, but no one can take this from you without you. At this you... point, it's basically bound to me. Is yeah. What I'm getting. That's what basically. I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Until you pass it along to someone else. Uh, and Horace is not affected in that at all? She wasn't when she gave it to him. 
She was, so she wasn't, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Because she handed you the coin and, and we didn't switch periods. But it was a price. There was a price to it. To get the coin in the first place. Mm, that was her well, own personal, yeah. uh, we'll, I'm going to give you this artifact. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to why Horace might not be affected uh, the same way you mere mortals are. I just love her um, so much, that's all. Horace yeah. might be an actual god. So anyway, <laughs> so that is what you get from that. Yes. And I think that probably takes a couple of minutes. Yeah. So at this point, we're advancing. Uh, Stagehand comes back. Looks over at the bear. Oh, I was wondering where you were at. Vicky said that you were asking some questions. Yes. Yeah. Come on, let's walk. Let's talk. We got. We're on a, we're on a schedule here. And so he starts leading you out and down the hallway, kind of toward around towards the stage side. As you're going, are there questions you want to ask this helpful bro cycle cycle? Bro, bro cycle. cycle. <gasps> That's what Todd Roman rides. The bro cycle. The bro cycle. <laughs> to the bro cycle. That's too perfect. One eight hundred Todd. So yeah, I want to. I, I want to ask this this particular guy why there's so many cops. Yeah, you weren't there when I uh, when I filled in the rest of your group. So Mayor Dow is here. Uh, there's a new wing being added on to the ch- on, a new children's wing being added on to the hospital. So she's here as well as some really rich kid. I think his name is Eric. They're going to be uh, kind of like sponsoring both that and this uh, concert. So just a little bit of extra security for that. So they're here to protect the alpha human. I guess if you want to put it that way, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And at that point, he, you can see the stage coming into sight, and you're heading around towards the side of it. It is set up with huge, actual living trees. Uh, there's ferns everywhere. There is foliage that has been trained to grow up the sides of the stage, which you know is a very recent, like, probably today thing, which means Evergreen probably did that himself. From He's what so you, involved. From what you know, yeah, he is very involved in his stage show. And you can kind of see a little group of people stage right, which is where you are swiftly heading, uh, including... The, uh, the form of Mayor Dow in a very fancy, fancy purple, like, floral kind of suit with, like, a big um, neck piece that's very, you know, like, floral in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's dressed to match the set. Uh, and standing next to her in a charcoal black suit is Eric Infernus, who kind of looks over and sees your group coming. I assume William probably has his hood up at this point. Oh, yeah. But you can tell that he notices that there's a bear there. Mm-hmm. And a plant person. Bears kind of stand out. And a French uh, plant. And a very, very bright plant point. So... <laughs> So he sees you, he hasn't made any moves, but he definitely notices that you're on your way. You're a little bit out. What do you do? I've got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Would that be considered running? You know what? That's a fun panel to end on. Uh, So we will pause there, and we will see you next issue. Masks, A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of mushrooms, mayhem, and mimes. Give it your dollars. It is well worth them. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piro is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at catfood. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. 
Apex City is jammed by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at cinderbrandt or Instagram at brandt.ash and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at Apex City Cast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next issue.